The wealth gap in the fractured United States is horrible. The rich have access to everything, including new life-saving procedures, while the poor are stuck with age-old fixes. That's where we come in, the tinkers. What we do isn't for ourselves, it's for those less fortunate and the betterment of humanity. Y'all, we've gotten so many votes in these past few days. The response has been incredible, especially for a small news outlet like us. We've talked and have decided that I will be going to talk to the global tinker. Yes, moi. That's all we've got for now. Until next time and our exclusive scoop on Jason Caulfield. Don't take too long. Jason has something to do and he can't be late. Something he has to do? In prison? Yes. Now move along. So, I did some research. What? You actually did research? Was it on joining Tint? Yeah, but it's impossible for me to join since they look at your past. They look at whether or not you'd have any grievances or animosity towards the cause. If you knew that, why didn't you just tell me that during our last meeting? (laughs) Would you have actually listened, though? Exactly. It would have been a waste of time and led us to arguing more. Besides, you got to learn more about my stupid ideals. I guess. But it's not like I've changed my mind on it or anything. I'm not trying to change your view. I'm just trying to get you to understand it a little. I don't think I'll ever understand it. And you already know why. There has to be more than that, Brian. I know tinkers whose parents were also killed by other tinkers. No offense to the dead, but I don't think they died as horrifically as my parents did. How did they die? Never talked about it. There's a reason for that. Besides, what happened? You were a professor at a pretty big university before this tinker nonsense. Did it ever occur to you that I was always involved in this tinker nonsense? Well, you didn't act like it. That's because I'm not any different. Why can't you separate the radicals from normal people? You want to know why? I wouldn't be asking otherwise. Okay, smartass. Have you heard of the silver meltdown incident? Yeah, of course. A tinker who had been working there went homicidal and killed a lot of people there. That tinker was actually a close family friend. What? Isaac Bellington was a close friend to your family. Yep. I've known him since I was little, and before he became a world-renowned scientist. Imagine my surprise when I heard what happened. I can't imagine what that must have felt like. To have someone you knew for so long betray you. No, you can't. I shouldn't be used to it since this is the second time it's happened. I've told you that I'm innocent. Why the hell can't you just believe me? Because... Because I just can't trust you again. Besides, it's been hard enough. What are you talking about? You think your sentencing only affected you? No, I know that the backlash on Lucas is pre- Damn it, Jay, I'm not talking about Lucas and his campaign. I'm talking about friends and family. You think the government wouldn't have questioned all of us? Oh, I... I I didn't think... Exactly. You didn't think. That's always how it is with you. 
always rushing headfirst without thinking. That's not true. I, I was hounded by the government special police for weeks. I lost my job and even had to move because my neighbors thought I was a tinker. Probably didn't help that my family knew Isaac either. I'm so sorry, Brian. I really am. That's besides the point. It's not like anything you do can change any of that. Anyway, now I have a safeguard against that. You do? What is it? You don't need to worry about that. Just know that it's been able to keep me and my family safe. Well, that's good at least, Brian. I am really sorry. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So, Isaac. He was a great guy when I was little. Almost like an uncle. He'd help me when I was having trouble with science and math homework. Even babysat for my parents when Julia was born. So he was like part of the family? Yeah. Silver's Corporation was a great place to work. One of the best in the world at that time, right? It was pretty confidential, too, so Isaac never really talked about his work. Except for this one time. He came over really excited. Told us it dealt with alien life. The Meltdown Project. You've heard of it. Not much. Conspiracy theory stuff like Silvers had retrieved a rather large meteorite from its crash site, and on it were engravings from alien life. Yeah, that's exactly it. No conspiracy theory. So Isaac came in with pictures of the thing, and my parents lit up like you wouldn't believe. That wasn't all. Afterwards, Silver Core was in need of more scientists. What was on the engravings? Are you sure you should be telling me about this? Can you wait? I'm almost there. And yeah, there's no harm in telling you. I think most companies, academia, and government agencies know about it now. Well, sorry for not being informed. Anyway, Isaac had recommended that my parents come and work for Silver because they needed more people. Really? That's pretty awesome. You never told me they worked there. Now you know why. So my parents and Isaac worked together, and on their first day they were going to do what the engravings instructed. Let me take a guess. It said to melt it down. Apparently, the material in the meteorite after it was melted down could be turned into a solvent. That was the basis for the panic cure we got a few years ago. So we have friendly aliens? Not like aliens aliens. Hopefully. I'd like to think so. After they created the solvent, the team started analyzing the solution. A few years go by and a beta panacea drug was created. Silver started presenting it around to corporations and hospitals. Huh. Why isn't it sold anywhere then? Jay, I swear, shut up and listen. Isaac was unhappy with this development since he was the head scientist in charge of the drug. Being a tinker, he had his own thoughts on the drug's distribution. He wanted the drug to be freely distributed to the masses. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that though. He went and talked to his supervisors about the decision, but they wouldn't budge. After that, he started causing trouble for the project. What did they do to him? I'm guessing they fired him once they found out. Not at first. They needed him since he was the head and knew the most about the project. They did talk to him before taking drastic measures against him. Well, I'm guessing that didn't end well. How do you know any of this? I don't remember reading any of this online. Well, no shit. A lot of people died, including my parents. They wanted to make Isaac look as bad as possible. I found out about this from a member. They came to my house for condolences. I see. After refusing their demands, Isaac continued to delay production on the drug, hoping that it would make them change their decision. Thinking that this would cause the greatest divide in human history, he did what he thought was right. He tinkered himself a kill switch that would detonate when his heart stopped. Oh, damn. That's all you have to say? I mean, it was pretty fucked up what he did. And I don't agree with it. 
not at all. But I also don't agree with what Silver's Corp was doing either. So you think they were both equally bad? When the hell did I say they were equally as bad? It just sounds like you agree with him. I said I didn't agree with him. I don't think he went about it in the right way, obviously. I don't think Silver's Corp should have done that if the drug really was the panacea. So you agree with his mindset? Well, yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't want an all-curing drug in the hands of the most people. How would Silver's recoup their costs? They couldn't just give it away for free. That's not how business works. I never said that. But do you think it's fair if the drug was so expensive that normal people couldn't afford it? Well, no, Say but... your sister got sick and this drug was available. Wouldn't you try everything you could to get it for her? Yeah, of course. Okay, and wouldn't you start resenting the company that made it expensive? So expensive that the only way you could come up with the money was by robbing, taking from your parents, stealing, taking on a second job. When you put it that way, it'd suck. It'd be horrible if that happened. That still doesn't make what Isaac did any better. I never said any of that to justify what he did. I said it to make you at least understand his mindset. Oh, well... Sorry for flaring up at you like that. I guess it's fine. But you always do that. You gotta fix that shit. <laughs> you think any future girlfriend's gonna like that? Oh yeah, you wouldn't know. Wouldn't know what exactly? That I got engaged. What? <laughs> you! Damn, don't need to say it like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> can't you blame me? <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> When'd you guys meet? How? We met a little bit after you left to go abroad. I was downtown at Grimes Bar. Classy. Shut up. She was actually performing there. Oh, so I'm talking to a real-life fanboy. Fanboy in love. Now that best man comment makes sense. Anyway, I'm glad things have been working out. Thanks, bro. I was being serious, too. I still hope you'll get out of this so you can be in the wedding. <sighs> Me too. Innocent until proven guilty, right? Yeah, but I'm not so sure that's accurate with the way things are going, if you catch my drift. Yeah, I caught it. Things could be worse, but that doesn't make them any better. Not at all. When's the wedding? Summer of next year. Nice, nice. I bet she's been running you ragged. <laughs> I thought she would too, but it's actually been pretty relaxing. She's currently out on tour with the band, so she really hasn't had the time. How popular is the band, since like, they go out on tours and such? They do okay, I'd say. They're not bringing in crazy money, but it's nothing to sneeze at. I see. Yeah. I nearly forgot. Please tell me that that one has visited you. Don't call my husband that. And yes, he has. Really? Yeah. You don't have to sound so surprised. He is my husband, after all. Are you sure? It seemed to me like his campaign was his new partner. Brian... I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's good that he came to see you, even though he should have come sooner. Well then, what's your excuse? I told you, I was mad. I wouldn't really qualify that as a good excuse. I never said that, but it's the truth. I won't apologize for how long it took me to come see you. I'm sorry that I was the first one to come see you. Didn't think you would, but thanks for coming. Time's up. Already? It's barely been ten minutes. I don't care. Time's up. Well, you heard the man. See you, Jay. See you, Brian.
Are you ready? It's not like I have a choice. Not if you want to continue having visitation privileges. Well then, lead the way. Hello? Hi! Is this Jason Caulfield? It is. Who am I speaking to? Amelia Whitehall. I'm a journalist with Reborn News. Reborn News? Reborn News. Never heard of it. We're an indie outlet, and I'm wondering if I can come and interview you. I've seen you rejected all the other outlets from visiting you, but we do things differently at Reborn. (laughs) Is that so? Can her tell me how? Well, for starters, we don't care about sensationalizing news stories or the people involved. We take great pride in only reporting the facts. If you had access to the internet, I'd tell you to check out our latest coverage of the mass murderer in Southern California. Huh. Okay, then. I'll give you a shot. Great. Does two weeks from today sound good? (laughs) Yeah, that works. Okay. See you then. Bye. What happened to the clock tower? Nothing. It's being constructed and built in a new city tonight. Status report. There's nothing to report. The asset hasn't given us anything of value. Hmm, I see. He hasn't detailed his time abroad either? No. I gave him information about the Silver's meltdown in hopes that he would open up about Tint. Are you sure that's all that was? What are you implying? Oh, nothing. It just seemed that someone was eager to go and visit their friend. I had to. Wasn't it you guys that told me I should work that angle? We were, but it just seems a little too well played. You understand? Maybe I'm just a good agent. Agent in training. Don't forget that. Understood. You fuck this up, and it won't just be you who will be under lockdown. I know. I won't fail you guys. You've no choice but to succeed. For you and your family's safety. Your fiancé's on tour in Bangladesh, right? I got it. I won't fail you guys, I promise. Good. I'd expect nothing less. Don't make me regret choosing you for this. I won't. So has there been any word from the director? The director? He's not worried about this case at all. What? Why not? thought it was pretty important. (laughs) You think we'd give a very important case to a newbie? Do you take us for a joke? No, I just thought... Thought what, exactly? Just that, since I was the only one who would accept that... That you were important? (laughs) I could very easily force the prison to send him my way, but I'm too busy at the moment. What if he doesn't talk to you? Was any questioned like crazy before? Yeah, but I know what department did the questioning. They aren't the best. If you know that, then why hasn't this team questioned him yet? Oh, we will, eventually. We've been letting him rot in there for a while. Let him see that actions have consequences. Once he's realized that he's not getting out, he'll tell us what we need to know. So once he does, are you guys going to let him go? Of course not. We may reduce his sentence, but that's only if his information proves helpful. I see. What's the matter? If I didn't know any better, I'd say you were having second thoughts. No, not at all. It's just hard seeing him like that is all. Well, you'll need to get used to it. That's what it means when you're undercover. You become family. Let them like you. And then when they relax, bam! That's when you've got them. How many times have you been undercover? More times than I can count. Many were small jobs, but there was this one case a few years ago. What happened? I suppose there's no harm in telling you. It was a drug lord. I was told to go in and see where they were holding our guys. Holding our guys? They kidnapped agents? 
that they did, and they were ruthless. How'd you get in? When you look this good and start shooting up a place in Southern Cal, people start to notice. So that was your in? Act unhinged and make the cartel notice you? Yeah, it wasn't my brightest idea, but I was out in the field, pretty young, and the original cover story didn't work. Why didn't it work? What happened? A lot of things. Bullshit, but that's beside the point. I got in by being one of their members' girls. Damn. Did you, you know, care for them afterwards? I suppose. Some of them weren't like the cartel heads, but they needed to be taken down. How'd you do it? By keeping my head down and following my gut. I was getting our boys back home, no matter the cost. I see. Thank you for telling me that story. I'll do my best with this case. Not just your best. Do better than that. Yes. Understood. Thank you for listening to Episode 3, The Silver Meltdown of the Glass Appeal. It was written and directed by Elijah Gabriel. Sound design by Maxwell White. The composer for the main theme was Zach Wadowitz. The ending theme composer was Elijah Gabriel. The role of Jason Caulfield was Kyle Gold. Amelia Whitehall was Arizona Johnson. Brian Sampson was Garrett Escobedo. Alexander Patzer was Justin McCarthy. And Rose Azari was Ryoko Drakina. Like what we do? Consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash throtopro. That's T-H-R-O-T-O-P-R-O. Like this show in particular and want to help Jason get out of jail? Consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash theglassappeal. We'll see you in two weeks for episode four, A Story Reborn. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed it.